Hello everyone, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. However, it is not the main show, and yes, the intro music and everything may have fooled you into thinking that it was an episode of the main show. But no, no it isn't. This is the first of a, uh, a series of shows that's going to be out over the uh, next week or so uh, on this feed, covering the Manchester International Film Festival where I uh, currently am, uh, that I am currently covering. Um, It's just me today. Hi, it's me, Morgan, if you didn't know. Yes, basically, it's going to be it. This is my third Manchester Film Festival, and I think I worked it out that it's my eighth film festival I've ever covered. Um, I missed out on doing any last year, sadly in uh, 2019 but back this year and this is actually the first one that's going to have any presence on the it's a wonderful podcast feed so i'm very happy about that i'm very happy about that because all these all these festivals that i have had the pleasure of going to have just been so great to because you get to see all these really really small movies and it's not like a you know, a bigger film festival that you've heard of, a, a TIFF or a South by Southwest, or although, you know, with what's happened with South by Southwest this year, that, you know, that's a big shame um, for a lot of those, uh, a lot of those movies and a lot of those filmmakers involved who were going to be, you know, having screenings at that festival. But, you know, we do, we do still have stuff like the Manchester International Film Festival, MANIF, as it's known, um, which, yes, it's a much smaller festival, but it's still a celebration of indie movies and movies that you're just not really ever um, going to hear about without these festivals. That's why they're so important. And that's why I'm pleased to, you know, be bringing some content on this to It's a Wonderful Podcast. Now, it is just me, so you know how rambly I like to get. Um, <laughs> so, you know, buckle up and get prepared, because it's going to be great. But, uh, no, for this first one, obviously it is, is is Monday today, and the festival opened on Saturday night, last Saturday night, so, yeah, two days ago, um, and is running until this Sunday. So it's like a week and a day. So it's a pretty, you know, it's not a short sort of four-day thing. Although in the past, sometimes it has been. Um, and I'm not sure which I'm not sure which style of festival I prefer, because the ones the ones I have covered um, have been around Manchester, um, and more often than not. They have been like over a Thursday to a Sunday period where you've really maxed out the days. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been very, very busy for those sort of four days. Um, but this one is a little bit more spread out. There's a little, it's a little bit hectic. It's a little bit less hectic day to day, which is kind of nice, I suppose. It gives you more time to, well, it gives you more time to get content out, I suppose. And it gives you more um, breathing room rather than, you know, you're just going to go and watch five movies a day. You're instead watching, you know, two, three. Um, I think I've only got down to watch four movies on one of the days. 
and that might even not be f- for full movies. There might be like a session of shorts in there as well. But anyway, for this first um, episode, I guess, um, they're not going to be very long, these things, maybe 25 minutes, probably about the same length as a Machine Mondays, as your average Machine Mondays. So, um, this, you know, this isn't exactly my uh, answer to what Janine does with Machine Mondays, even though this one is on a Monday. It's all getting a little bit confusing, but I <laughs> I uh, hope it won't be that confusing. No, I don't think it's very confusing at all. Anyway, on to talking about some wonderful little movies. Um, there are three movies we're going to talk about today. Uh, one which was the opening, um, the opening night gala premiere, as the festival calls it, um, on Saturday night. And then there's going to be some shorts which I saw yesterday as well. Um, in a little, in one of the little short sessions. There's about there's so many short sessions in here as well. Um, you know, for, for for a good a good number of narrative features that there are, there's a lot of documentaries. There's a really, really a lot of short of shorts as well. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's still there's still a lot on, which I suppose is why they've sort of spread it out a lot. I guess the schedule's kind of good because mainly, obviously, people are probably there for the narrative features. And I just think the timing of those is very nicely spread out. And, you know, in the, say, earlier in the day, or when, you know, when there's not really any narrative features on, that's when a lot of the shorts are and a lot of the docs are and stuff like that. And they're also showing, they're also like doing a little celebration of uh, 20 in 20, they're calling it. So movies that are 20 years old this year. Um, so they're showing a few movies from the year 2000, I think, they sh- yeah, they're showing like uh, Battle Royale and Memento and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and stuff like that, so it's good. Um, but yes, please, actually, Morgan, let's get on to movies now, um, new movies. Uh, we started the week on Saturday night with a German movie called Traumfabrik or Dream Factory as its English translation title is. Um, I mean, first off, I've just got to say, what a delightful, sweet, happy movie to kick off this festival. It's exactly, it was exactly the kind of movie you want. It was a celebration of, it was a celebration of movie making. It was a real, just, a fair, like a, almost a fairy tale, really, because it's a it was a romance movie, and let me give you the little synopsis. It says a romantic drama set in nineteen sixty one that follows a young studio extra's ambitious efforts to reunite with a French girl he loves after being separated by the construction of the Berlin Wall. So it's a romance set in a particularly difficult period in twentieth century German history. Um. Like I said, it's it's a it's a it's a German movie, and and you might be thinking by you know hearing construction of the Berlin Wall that it's got some sort of darkness to it. 
And while it does for a very little period in the movie, it is really... It's a movie that shows the, the other side of that. It's a movie that shows the the fact that there was still romance going on. There was still love and happiness going on at this such... You know, at this very, very dark time um, for Germany. And, you know, that's that's... That's just important. I feel like that's important to always note, is that because a lot of movies are obviously very kind of dark when they're dealing with dark subject matter, but to to see the positives that this movie saw in that time um, and to really embrace it and to create this just really, really sweet emotional romance movie with plenty of comedy in there yes plenty of drama in there too but being that it's set in 1961 in a movie studio in you know the fame the famous movie studio in in germany where you know fritz lang and people make made their movies um it just has a lot of love throughout the whole movie and i was lucky to speak to the director of this movie, Martin Schreier, after the movie, I am going to put a, uh, a little interview I conducted with him in right now. Martin, that was a beautiful movie, Traumfabrik. Thank I hope you. I've got the pronunciation. Dream, Dream Factory is Dream in Factory. English title. Right. Um, what was most sort of impressive to me, I feel, was that it ju- there was just so much love in the movie and just uh, an aura of delight about the whole thing Mm -hmm. do you feel like there needs to be more movies like this that are almost purely just sort of escapist and nice and fantastical in this really just sort of heartfelt way yeah I have I have a feeling that um, all all films television are very dark at the moment if you if you watch for, for example Game of Thrones Everyone is bad. Everyone is killing each other, you know? And we have dark times. And that was our goal to make a film that delights people, you know, that shows them. I want to show them how the world could be, not how the world is. Yeah. How the world could be if we all just have put a little bit more effort in our daily lives, you know? Is that something you try and do with a lot of your films? Yeah, yeah. There's maybe, yeah, that's a theme yeah. in all my films, yeah. Uh, the German film industry is obviously it's got a long storied history that goes yeah, yeah. back to the earliest stages. It's, it's, with the French, it's the, yeah. the first real industry. Yeah. How much does it mean to you to get German films out on a more international level, like in, in depth? It, it means a lot to me because um, I'm a German and I, I'm not uh, I, I'm not very fond of going to America now and shoot Hollywood movies. Yeah. I, I love I love my, my, my home. Yeah. You know, and I love to make to make films there and with the German theme. And um, I hope that I can that the, the world can see other sides of Germany. As one in the audience said, um, he has never seen the other side of this era yeah. from Germany and that that was really great to hear from yeah, I, I mean, I think that definitely shows with the cl- clear amount of love you have for that particular studio yeah, yeah, in yeah, Germany yeah. as well. What intrigued me in that Q&A was your little mention of a potential 
horror movie you're yeah. thinking about. Yeah. What's that about? I can't tell you a lot about it, okay. um, but it will have an emotional core as well, because that's what interests me. Absolutely. It's not about slaughter or something or shocks, um, but it's about putting people in the most horrible situations so they can overcome them and grow. Yeah. You know? I know that's obviously a genre that Germany also has quite a long history with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope to see good stuff from you in the future, much like that movie was just then. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. So, yeah, like you just heard Martin said, say in that that interview, he also clearly feels that a lot of a lot of uh, things we see on TV and uh, and movies these days are very dark, and it's nice to be able to bring such uh, a bright movie, just a, just a real, real delightful movie. I would definitely say keep a lookout for it. Um, what, I, what I do think the festival as a whole is doing really well this year is it's uh, focusing, or it's got a whole section focusing on German movies, there's a lot of German movies being shown. Um, that's its sort of, I don't want to, maybe signature theme of the festival this, this year is uh, celebrating German movies. And, you know, that's something that's clearly very important to uh, Martin as well, as you heard in uh, in what he had to say just then. But look, if... You know, if you're a if you if you're a lover of of movie making, movies about movies almost, look at you know most famously probably Singing in the Rain and stuff like that is a romance movie about movie making. This is the German version of that. No, it doesn't have any musicals in it or musical numbers in it, I should say, but it kind of feels like it should. Um, it it has everything that a that a and it has everything that a romance musical has apart from the songs if that makes sense it is just such a a sweet movie a, a real real gem of a movie and um yeah i mean it if you if you just want happiness in your movies uh please search out traum fabric or dream factory as its english uh title is Yes. Um, now that that was it for Saturday night. There was only one movie shown on on Saturday night, but uh, yesterday, during Sunday, I uh, I got there and first started with some shorts um, in short session number two um, of. Now let me just see how many short sessions there are because there's absolutely loads of them. There is, in fact, 17 short sessions over the course of the week. That's a lot of shorts. And there is um, there is four or five in each of these sessions. No, in fact, there are, there are five or six in each of these sessions. Four, five, or six in each of these sessions. Yeah, four, five, or six in each of these sessions. There's a lot of shorts that they're showing, um, which is great as well because shorts are obviously a, a huge part of film festivals and a real, you know, the film festivals, however big they are, are always a real uh, opportunity for 
uh, filmmakers who have made short films to get their stuff seen and stuff that de stuff that deserves to be seen. Um, in the session that I saw was a movie called Sweepers or a short called Sweepers, which was a, a very very short. It's three minutes um, about it was about curling. It was about just this guy who kind of was enamoured by this curling teacher and he worked as a like a cleaner at the curling rink and it you know when he finished and locked up he would go and pretend he was curling and then by the end he got you know he got the uh the curling teacher to uh start teaching him how to curl that was nice i guess um we had Bad Assistant, which was a long one. That's like 26 minutes. That's a long short. Um, Bad Assistant, which was... It actually starred Jason Schwartzman, who um, was this guy who had got this big villain role in, you know, a, a Marvel-ish type cinematic universe. But he was kind of a terrible person, and he was nasty to his assistant. And on in a, a party that he's, that he'd had... Uh, the night before, um, his best friend had overdosed. And this movie was basically a journey of taking him back to his home. But in almost... It, it was it was a little bit of a... Like a quirky comedy kind, kind of thing. Um, and Jason Schwartzman obviously does that very well. He, he was good in this one. Um, it wasn't my favourite of these these shorts that I saw yesterday. But, it, you know, it was a good... I, I, I struggle to call it a short because it's 26 minutes long. I feel like 26 minutes is just a long short. I don't know. It almost felt like an episode of TV, like a 30-minute TV quirky comedy show. Um, but, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a good short. Absolutely, it was a good short. Um, it just, it's, it was just unusual, I don't know, it's kind of unusual to see such a high production quality short, if you know what I mean, or, or, or a short that doesn't feel like a short, because I feel like shorts always have a certain feel to them, and maybe because this was 26 minutes long and felt like an episode of TV, I can't look at it in the same way as the others. But I still enjoyed it, and that was bad called Bad Assistant. So it was basically Jason Schwartzman and his assistant um, travelling yeah, up California to take his now-deceased best friend back to uh, his home. Uh, all the while, Jason Schwartzman finds out that uh, his assistant has another job and will be leaving him. So it's not a great day for Jason Schwartzman, but he's he's this kind of very egocentric um, actor who has just got this huge role in a cinematic universe playing a villain. So he's kind of he's an interesting character in that one. I I liked I liked that one for sure. Um, we had a French one next called Nico, which was. Again, actually, about somebody dying. Um, Nico, in fact, was the one who, who had died in that one. And his, um, like, a group of his friends who had 
were were travelling to his funeral all in a in a in a bus together. Um, and that was a re- you know that was a really good one. That was a really good one. That was a very very emotional one. Um, but you know still you know it had its funny moments to it. it had it was just a very heartfelt one. Um, Nico that was uh, very very heartfelt short about you know the um you know about friendship and what it means to lose a friend in in that way um so early on because all these people were clearly in their early 20s or, or or late teens maybe even um that one was pretty good um my favorite my favorite of these shorts for sure though was the snatcher which was a a dystopian game show, a Brit- British sh- British short um, about a dystopian game show. Now, we've just obviously covered The Running Man and Morgan hasn't seen, so I'm pretty, you know, into dystopian game shows at the minute. Um, but this this was, yeah, this was a quiz show. Um, I, I couldn't figure out exactly when it was set, but it certainly wasn't that many years. It was probably maybe 2025 or something like that that I get this that I guess this was set. Um, well, obviously, with with quite a lot of political stuff in there, um, but it was very funny, and it had a lot of horror in it, because the Snatcher was just this sort of creepy... He looked like Lon Chaney in London After Midnight. This guy who would just lurk in the background, and this it was just like a really serious subject matter game show. Like, by the end, it was potentially like a child that was getting snatched from this family because if they answered a question right or wrong, um, and it was people, you know, the point of the game show was to steal the other family's personal belongings in this clearly, you know, very dis- well dystopian Britain. It was very, very good. I liked that one a lot. And it, it, I liked it because it had a lot of horror in it. And, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm going to, kick of dystopian game shows at the minute what can i say we also had one that was very funny called this is english which was um you know there's the movie this is england which is obviously about you know white supremacists in britain um which is a good it's a good movie it's a hard movie to watch it's a very good movie though um this is english is just a complete parody of that about, um, well, they call themselves obviously grammar Nazis. So it's it's a document, it's a mockumentary short, um, and it's it's a serious, seriously funny parody of of of. I mean, it, it's not a parody of white su. Well, I suppose it is. It's a parody of white supremacy in Britain, but. The whole point of it is the fact that these people just are very, very serious about grammar rather than, like, all the terminology is still there that you would hear in in those sort of um, situations. But it's all to do with grammar. Like, it's just these people being very violent and, you know, everybody looks a certain way and... But it's said in there, you know, we don't we don't care who you are, where wherever you came from. But what we do care about is the correct type of grammar 
and it's stuff like that. It's, it was very funny. I can't really do it justice because it was very clever and very funny. That was another British one. Um, and then lastly, we had Othello, which was kind of this. I don't know. It was a very. It was. It was a slow. It was. Or it wasn't slow. I mean, it was deliberately paced. It was kind of hypnotic in a way. Um, that was. That was okay. That was pretty good. Um, obviously, like it had its themes of the actual of Shakespeare's Othello in there. Um, that was a pretty good movie. That was a pretty good little short. It was a good short session, to be fair. But for for fear of uh, of this going on too long, I will get on to the um, two other narrative movies that I saw yesterday. The first of which was Lost Transmissions, which uh, was directed by Catherine O'Brien and starred Simon Pegg and uh, Juno Temple. Now, Simon Pegg, I had the great pleasure of actually meeting and taking a picture with, and we got a um, we got a pretty pretty damn good interview with Simon Pegg for our uh, Real Talk um, channel that I'm doing stuff for at this festival and going forward a little bit. Um, if you if you go onto Twitter, you know I'm at the Purple Dawn on Twitter with a three instead of the e in the because three is the magic number, of course. Um, if you go onto there. You'll be able to find uh, Real Talk through there. I think it's real at Real Talk Keys, with Keys spelled Q U A Y S. Um, on Twitter, we got a. Um, it's me and my friend Jamal, who I do, who I'm, uh, I'm helping out with that, and we got a we got a good interview with Simon Pegg for that, and that was very fun. He's a he's a as just as delightful as you would expect he is, and um, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I like doing that. Naturally, you know, we all got a little bit. Oh God, it's Simon Pegg. Don't don't make yourself look like a fool. And naturally, we all made ourselves look like idiots. Um, but his movie was certainly the best movie I've seen so far. And I know I've only seen three of them at this festival. Um, and as much as I really did love uh, Traum Fabric, the the opening one, Lost Transmissions was on a, on a on a little bit of another level. It was a it, it was a heavy movie it, about schizophrenia and you know serious mental illness. Um, Simon Pegg plays this music producer with schizophrenia who goes off his medication, and it's set in L.A. Um, like I said, Juno Temple plays his his friend who's really trying to help him, you know, out with with his uh, his condition, and it is just it's a it's a typical it's a typical indie movie, and I mean that in the sense that it's got its real it's got its own style to it, and it's got that wonderful balance of really quite funny comedy and very poignant powerful drama um it really was uh, an outstanding movie i hope more festivals get it i hope i'm sure they will i'm sure they will and i'm sure they have and i hope more people see this movie because i can't remember the last time i saw a a movie that deals with mental illness in such a, a powerful way such a meaningful way um 
it really it's a movie that te- it's a movie that shows the importance of talking about mental health and that is obviously such an important thing in you know every, everyone's life who who deals with that sort of stuff and probably you know and everyone else too it is very important to talk about that stuff and this movie just did it i don't know it just did it so well it it kind of left us all a little bit speechless just because it was very, it was it was very very heavy to watch um but not not in a bad way at all it just it sits with you in a very very good way and please please go and check out lost transmissions i actually have a a little clip of simon pegg um talking a little bit after the movie and i will put this in uh, now um, no hesitation, no, because I, I didn't. I didn't ever. I, I studied drama at university and uh, and college, and I, I planned to. When I was sixteen, all I wanted to do was be at the RSC, you know, and and, and studying um, at university. I, I was studying to be an actor, and I wanted to do, you know, everything that an actor does, not a comedian. And then I just drifted into comedy because it felt like a way of. I'd always been interested in it, and it felt like a way of, of having some. Uh, sort of autonomy when it came to my own career. When I graduated, I could get gigs and just do stand-up. And then through that, I got back into acting and, and but on the comedy side of things. But yes, there is a, there is a, a worry when you, when you sort of debut yourself as a, as a comedy actor. People often see you as just being that or being a comedian even. And, and they don't want to see you be serious. It's like, you know, because they, 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 they much prefer it when you're just planning around. So uh, there, there was a little kind of, you know, obviously there's there's some worry that people will just think, oh, I don't want to see him doing that. But for me, as an actor, it was a joy, and I, I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I would jump at the chance to do more. You know, it's it's nice to not just um, be funny. <laughs> well, there we go. And uh, like I said, go and, and check out uh, Real Talk for the our full um, interview with Simon Pegg. Um, that... We managed to get yesterday. I'm not on the interview. I'm not the one giving the interview. I was behind the camera for this. But um, it was still very fun. It was still very, very fun. Uh, The last movie I'm going to be talking about today, um, before I head off again later this afternoon, to go and... um, Well, to go and watch more stuff. To go and and hang out around Manchester Film Festival again. Uh, the last movie I saw yesterday was Right When You Get Work, which was uh, directed by Stacey Cochran. Uh, again, an American movie, a New York set movie. Um, it had a lot of a lot of kind of shop around the corner vibes to this one. It was quite it was quite sort of complicated, but not in a bad way. It was just kind of. It it all made sense. Uh, it was a yeah. It was a it was a rom rom com with drama. Um, Emily Mortimer was in this movie as well, uh, but the two the two leads were Finn Wittrock and uh, Rachel Keller, I think, um, who played this sort of. Like I said, it had it had shop around the corner vibes in the sense that the. <laughs> The last person you want to love in the entire world is the person you love. If that makes sense. Um, and you just can't kind of help it. Um, and that's how the that's how the two leads were in this. This was another UK premiere, by the way. And uh, 
Traum Fabrique was a, a UK premiere as well, I should say. Um, Lost Transmissions wasn't. Um, but Right When You Get Work was... It was, a, it was a very, very funny movie. It was probably the funniest of all these. Although, I mean, they all have humour in. Tram Fabric did have good humour in it. It really did. Um, and especially for, you know, a a foreign language movie, an international movie, um, to, to successfully have humour in. Because people always say humour doesn't translate, but it does if you do it well. And Tram Fabric did it very well. Um, but right when you get work was very, very funny. Um, again, it was, it was just this really, I don't know. It was just, it was just this really enjoyable movie to watch. It was very little, very little serious, serious things going there. It had a little bit of like a crime caper vibe at, at one point as well. And that's where I, I feel like that was what made it a little bit complicated, um, because you didn't quite know where it was going sometimes, but I think it got to where it got to where it wanted to in the end, and that was ultimately that ultimately left you kind of kind of satisfied. Um, Emily Mortimer is the one who who gives us the most drama in this movie. She it's it, it was about sort of faking your way into private school in New York, and the it wasn't necessarily about you know the the class of people who are who are going into to private school in New York it was more it was more about oh it was it, it was more about the just kind of silliness of it all if you know what i mean the kind of of, of silliness in what people take seriously compared to you know what people probably should take seriously and that's what i mean when i say that this movie i I feel got where it wanted to go which that ultimately the the love between finn whitrock and, and rachel keller in this movie was what mattered most and like i said it had those shop around the corner vibes where they kind of hated each other but they couldn't help it. And despite all the other stuff that was going on in the movie, um, with the private school, with Emily Mortimer's character going through some legal troubles with her husband and all that sort of stuff, um, it wasn't that that this movie wanted to focus on. And... I feel like it, it got to where it wanted to go in the end. So there we go. That is going to do it for... Um, oh, do I have a clip? I think I have a clip of... I do have a clip. I have a clip of Stacey Cochran talking a little bit about um, this movie after the screening. Um, she opens it by actually talking a little bit about Shop Around the Corner as well. So I'll put that in right now really wonderful if you haven't seen it it's jerry stewart but if you it's about you know being in love with the person that you most want to avoid um so you know the person in your life who you're trying to stay away from is the one that you actually love and also in that movie they communicate they they communicate by letter and don't know who's writing these wonderful letters dear friend and it turns out 
it's the person in the shop that you hate the most that's been writing the letters that you love so much. So I thought at the beginning of all of this, um, if there was someone who was trying to manipulate the system of um, school entrance applications, which is something that goes on a lot in New York and probably must, might hear too, um, if you read the app, if you, your job was to read them and the one that you read that you really kind of fell in love with was written by the person you least wanted to ever see again in your life. So that was like a tiny idea. And then um, I guess the Rapunzel thing is just this idea of writing something about a woman who's trying to do something um, and creates a kind of lonely situation at not the top of a very tall tower, but um, that she's sort of struggling with trying to work towards something herself. And that's, well, there are more details of the Rapunzel tale that I won't drag you through. But so the fun of it to me was also this idea that he would break in by climbing up a fire escape. So um, let's have it look a little like climbing up, the prince climbing up the, the wall too. So, you know, anyway, there are a million little images like that for me, but they, they're just all kind of hidden in there. Well, there we go, guys. That is going to do it for this first little uh, show covering this year's Manchester Film Festival. Like I said, I'm very, very pleased to be getting content on this festival, on, on any festival, on It's a Wonderful Podcast. It's going to be great going forward. Um, there is... I don't know how many more of these there are going to be. Definitely two more, maybe three more before the... Well, not before the end of the festival, but around the festival time. There's definitely going to be one next Monday as well. And I'm just figuring out whether there'll be one or two during this next week now. It depends, I guess, exactly how much I see and exactly how much I want to talk about it all. Which I think would probably be a lot, because that's what we're there for. It's going to be great. We also have video reviews and stuff coming on uh, Real Talk. Um, like I said, so go and check uh, that out. And yeah, that's all I've got to say. Find uh, me on Twitter at the Purple Dome with the three instead of the E in the because three is the magic number. Find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Um, if you want to follow the festival to see what's going on there, that's at Man If Official. Um, and Real Talk, like I said, at Real Talk Keys with the keys spelled Q U A Y S. Uh, and there we go. That's going to do it. I hope you've enjoyed this, and keep an eye out for the keep an eye out for the other stuff that's coming later on this week, and keep a lot of eye or keep a lot of eye. I said then keep a um a serious eye out on the socials for all my stuff throughout the week because I am all over them. I'm all over them and I'm all, I'm there all week. So if you want to know what's going on at Manchester Film Festival, that's the place to be on my Twitter, I guess. I'll say that. But please, yes, I hope you've enjoyed it and share it around. It's good stuff. Thanks, guys, and until next time, there's only one thing left to do, and that's for me alone today, sadly. It's been a long time since I've done an episode of anything just on my own. That's probably why I got a little bit rambly and potentially nonsensical. 
but yes there is only one thing left of me left for me to do and that is to say bye